0: Hi, this is Gloria, and welcome to my podcast, Something to Share. Uh, Like I said, I talk about my hits and misses as a Christian. Uh, Today I'm going to be talking about finding your calling, and I'm going to share a story I've never shared before about how I really missed it and how God was able to help me find what I've been called to do. Hope you enjoy this podcast. Uh, So today's podcast is called Learning to Fly. And it's about my journey uh, as a young Christian trying to find her way and find what God wanted her to do with her life and all the little mistakes I've made along the way that brought me to where I am. I'm thankful for that. So uh, let me let me just start with a little story. It's kind of funny if you know me. <laughs> like if you know me, it's going to be funny. It's funny to me when I think about it. Um, you know, when I was in my 20s, I thought that I had found my calling from God and I thought that I was called to be a children's pastor. Like now I laugh, but no. No. No, 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 no. I thank God that I had people, uh, spiritual parents, my pastors, they really poured into me in those like latter twenty years. Really poured into me and uh helped me to find my way. You know, I was um I wasn't like a newbie in the Lord, but I was still in my younger years, I was learning, and I started hearing things about you have destiny and you have purpose, and and I was trying to find that. And uh, I served wherever I could, because not because I, you know, wanted a position. I served because I, number one, I had a desire, but also I just wanted to kind of find where I belonged, and so. In in that church family that I was a part of, I sang back up like with the worship team. And I don't know how to sing, let me be the first to tell you that. And I told them that. I was like, Yeah, but I don't sing. And they were like, Yeah, well you worship and we like that you know how to worship, so don't worry about that. And I was like, Okay. So I helped out there when I could. Um I helped out in the nursery with like the toddler and preschool age kids I helped out in the actual children's church which was like the older kids um what else I mean I did quite a bit there I just I was there like on prayer night every Tuesday night was prayer night and I just look forward to being there uh I would say I served there I just say I just showed up because I had a desire for it and then and I did like lots of other little things when they tried to raise money like at plate sales I was there and eventually, uh, my former pastor, who was like my mom, pulled me aside and was like, Miha And every time she said miha, I knew there was like a corrective word coming. But it was always spoken in such a way that I never left feeling torn down. I always felt like I knew she had my best interests at heart. And so she was like, Miha And I was like, yeah. And she was like, you know, you're really doing a lot. And I was like, uh-huh. She was like, and I, I see your heart, and I know that you really enjoy doing these things, but she was like, you're going to get burned out, you know, doing too much. And she says, what we, what you need to do is focus on what you're really passionate about and put your energy there. And I thought that was like great advice, you know, for someone who was trying to really like find her way. And so she was like, what are you really passionate about? And I said, you know, I really, I really, really enjoy working with the kids. And so, so I stayed there for a while working with the kids. Um, I began to help out more and more with the children's church age kids. And so, you know, I had been learning about callings and things and I was like, okay, I like to pray, but I've never heard that as a calling before. Uh, I know I'm not a worship leader. (laughs) I know I'm not a singer. That's for sure. Y'all heard me sing. I'm not a singer. Um, and I started going through the list, and I was like, I know I'm not a pastor or a preacher, so I was like, by process of elimination, I must be a children's teacher. Like, yay! You know, I thought that was it. And no. <laughs> so, because it was a, a smaller church, didn't have like hundreds and hundreds of people, they, they did a lot more hands-on with you, and I like that because that's what really helped me grow. And so... In this church, whenever they hired on new teachers or people that were going to be working with the kids, you didn't just get picked up. They wanted to really get to know you. They wanted to see how you interacted because, I mean, come on, you're working with kids. If someone's going to work with kids, you got to be able to trust them, right? So anyways, uh, when I started taking up like the responsibility that I was going to, you know, like lead, teaching them and bringing them the message on Sunday, the pastor's wife would sit in there quietly and she said, don't pay attention to me. Don't look at me like I'm, I'm a fly on the wall. And what she was doing was she was making like an observation of how I did. And so she did that a few times and, um, and I'd been there for years and, you know, I had started really, really, I liked working with the kids And so one time uh, they wanted to like meet and talk with me and I was like, oh boy. (laughs) Every time they met and talked with me, I knew like a lot of the times there was correction coming and like I said, I'm thankful for it because it really helped me grow up. And uh, she was like, "Mija," and I was like, "Oh boy, here we go." <laughs> and she was like, um, "She's like, I, I really like, I don't want to, you know, discourage you. I see you're on fire. I don't want to put that out." She was like, "But I feel like, you know, that's not the right place for you." And I remember, like, my heart sank in me because I was so sure that I had found what I was called to do. And she was like, I mean, she was like, don't get me wrong. She was like, we've heard you and you can preach. She said, but the thing is, is that when you're teaching kids, you have to give them the gospel on their level. And I was like, listening, like, okay. And she was like, she did kind of her hands. She was like, they're down here and you're way up here. She goes, and I feel like it's going over their head and I I don't actually know how much they're actually learning, because she's like, and I know you you don't mean to, she was like, you start out teaching, and you don't, I don't even think you realize that you go off into preaching, and that was a thing in itself, because then she had to teach me, I didn't even know the difference between teaching and preaching, preaching is more like a, a proclamation, where teaching is more like it's instruction, you know, and so she was like, I, you know, I know you're not doing it on purpose. And she said, but I feel like you're a little too mature for them. She said, and we want them to get Jesus on a level where they're really, and I, and I respected that. And I, when she put it that way, I understood, even though I wasn't even aware, like that I was doing that. And so, like I said, I'll get hurt, but you know, like it, it helps me to understand and You know, right there, if I would have been like super immature, like a lot of people would have just stopped going to church like, oh, you're not letting me do what I want to do. I'm not coming back. But I stayed there and she was like, you're free. You know, if you still want to work in the nursery, if you still want to work with like the toddlers and the preschool, you're more than welcome. You know, we need the help. And so I did. You know, I I love who doesn't love babies, right? Come on. And so, she, you know, I stayed. I did. I still helped out with the babies. I still helped out, like, with the toddlers while they ended up getting another teacher. And that was fine. But it kind of left me wondering, well, like, praying sometimes and being like, God, well, what am I called to do? And so I went on serving. Like, that was a, a part of me finding where I was supposed to be was just serving and finding where I was passionate And, um, I remember, uh, during that time I had like a lot of, a lot of like dreams and visions and stuff concerning the church and certain things and, and I didn't understand a lot of what I saw, but I talked to her because she was a visionary. She was like the watchman on the wall. She would never ever call herself a prophet or an intercessor, but I believe that she held the office of a prophet, and because I know her, like, I don't think anything could convince me otherwise, and so because she was, like, very mature in that area, I would ask a lot of questions, and I would say, like, gosh, I don't understand. Why am I seeing these things? I don't want to see those things, and I remember uh, one time she pulled me to the side and was, um... Mija, uh, she said, my first lesson in intercession, and, and I am going to do a, a podcast on intercession coming soon, but my first lesson, I remember her telling me was, some things are to say, but most things are to pray. And that was her way of telling me, you don't just share everything, you have to steward it, you have to pray over it, and some things can never be released, because, you know, they were shared for the reason of prayer, not to share everything and then she told me, uh, I believe that you're called to pray. And I was so confused because I read the Bible and nowhere in the Bible, when it talked about giftings, did it ever talk about prayer? And I'm like, that's not a calling. That's a responsibility of every believer. You know what I mean? So I was very confused. I was like, you can't be called to pray. You're supposed to pray. All Christians are supposed to pray. And so I didn't understand until, uh, You know, what I love is that they didn't love titles. She did not like titles, you know what I mean? And so she never used the word until years later, she was like, "Um, do you know what an intercessor is? And that was the first time I had ever heard the word intercessor and I was like, "Uh uh-uh. And so she had like explained it to me because she also was an intercessor and I, I suppose she recognized that in me. And she began to really, like, teach me in the ways of prayer. Long long story short, uh, you know, I found my calling and my purpose. Well, my calling, which, which uh, I've, like, years later, like, now I'm secure. My calling is an intercession. But I didn't know that back then. You know, uh, I thought it was just, like, oh, okay, well, this is what I want to do, so that must be it. And I didn't find that calling until serving in prayer, and, you know, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna get into all that, but another thing that she did was, um, she gave me, like, an opportunity, because she said, you can preach, even though I didn't always, I mean, I didn't believe that in the beginning when she told me, but they were, like, in agreement about that, is, um, she gave me opportunity to, like, learn and serve in different areas, and I remember. uh after they pulled me down from working with the children, like, you know, not pulled me down, but like, you know, said, Hey, you know, we don't feel like that's the right role for you. I remember she took me out to eat once and she said, uh she looked at me like in the eye and she said, This is what we're gonna do And I was like, okay. And she said, I want you to fast. I want you to pray. They were super big on fasting and prayer. It's another thing that I really learned off them. She was like, I want you to fast I want you to pray and I want you to get a word from God. And I was like looking at her like, huh? And she was like, you have one month until the next woman's Bible study. She was like, one month. She was like, fast, pray, do whatever you want, get a word from God. And I was like looking at her. She goes, and then you're going to teach us. And I was like floored. Like what? No pressure. Like only the most anointed person I've ever known. And the Bible study group was like pretty small and it was all like those mature white hair intercessors that are, you know what I mean? And here I am like in my twenties and she's telling me, you're Mm going to get a word from God and you're going to like teach us. And I was like, no pressure. And I was, and she was like looking at me right in the eyes, letting me know like I'm serious because I guess she saw something else in me. And so I was like, okay, I was afraid. I'm not going to lie. I was like intimidated, but I did it. And I, I prayed and I really sought it, sought the Lord and his word and I wrote it down. I felt like I had got a word from God and I shared. And when I did that, she's like, I feel like this is also a part of where you need to be. And so like from that point on, um, there was a, a group of women that rotated like Bible studies and I became one of those women. That like taught during Bible study. And that, that was something else that she saw in me. And so that's just me sharing my story of like how I learned. And I just wanted to share that with you. But in case you're hearing this and you're wondering, okay, well, yeah, that's all well and good for you. Well, what about me? Well, I'm going to share some helpful tips with you too, because the first thing that you need to know Is that you were created by God and you were created for God. You've heard me say that on my last podcast when I talked about my testimony, like I was depressed and suicidal. I felt like my life was a mistake. I felt like I had no purpose. And when I gave my life to the Lord, that was the first first thing He brought me into was my identity. Again, sonship. You're gonna hear that peppered up throughout the podcast sonship because it's vital for you to know as a Christian is who you are once you know you're a son once you know that you were created by God and for God that you're not a mistake that you are here on purpose because you have a purpose it will change the way you look at things and so that's that's um there's a scripture in Colossians it's 116 And it's talking about when God created everything. And it says that they were created through him, for him. So you need to know that you've been created for God. And then there's another scripture um, in Romans 11.36. It says, for everything that comes from him exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him. Amen. You were created for God's glory. And I just thought that that was, that's really awesome. And that's something that you need to know. Now, um, as far as discovering your calling goes, the actual, I like to look up definitions. You're going to see that I'm a word nerd. I've always been a word nerd. I like to read. I like the dictionary. I like synonyms. That's what nerds do. And I don't care. And so I looked up uh, calling and it's a strong urge towards a particular way of life, a vocation, A mission or a call so then I looked up the word mission and it says an important assignment carried out for political religious commercial purposes sometimes involving travel or this one the calling of a religious organization especially Christian to go out into the world and spread its faith now that sounds familiar it's a calling to go out especially Christian and spread the faith. That is what we have been saved to do. We've been delivered and now we're deliverers. We've been saved so that we can help save others. That's a calling and every single Christian that gives their life to the Lord has that same mission. It's the last words Jesus uttered, go out, make disciples, preach the gospel, heal the sick. And it's for everybody, it's not just for certain people. The synonyms are an assignment, journey, message, or calling. So like if you want to look at it that way, if you don't want to say calling, you can say, God, what is my assignment? What do you want me to do? What's my message? Our message is Jesus. It should always be Jesus. So like I said, the first thing that you have to know is that you have been called by God. Once you gave your life to the Lord, you were called. And you need to know that God has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29 11, we all know that. For I know the plans I have for you. I know the plans I have for you. I'm not even going to read the rest. God is saying, I have plans for you. Okay, so that's like an, I just, I'm just going to stop because he says, I have plans for you. And, uh, you know, I don't know what you struggle with, but we have to believe that yes, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth has a plan for little old me and, and you and your family. And you need to know that you have been gifted by God. You have gifts and you have talents. Talents are something that you're naturally good at. Like, I've always been, I guess, a pretty, like, good speaker. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm great, but I think I'm a good speaker. I never minded doing, like, the oral reports in school because I don't really, like, freeze up in front of people. That's a talent. But a gift is given by God. It says so uh, in Romans 12 and all the places it talks about gifts. They're specifically given by God. You don't get to choose your gifts. The Holy Spirit gives you the gifts. He gives it to you. He chooses. And so a talent is something you can do. A gift is given by God. And and you need to know uh, the difference. Where God has gifted you, he's going to equip you. He's going to help you strengthen that area. And um, okay, so now if you're wondering like, okay, well then how do I know what I'm called to do? How do I know what I'm supposed to be doing? Well, you're going to have an impression you're gonna have a God-given desire put in you where you're gonna be drawn. That desire that's in you is God-given. I'll say that. Like you're gonna be drawn to it. It excites you when you think about it. Um it's like where your your talents and your gifts will meet God's purpose. And not only that, you're gonna feel fulfilled. Now, although I, I've always enjoyed working with kids. I'd never really felt complete fulfillment. I just I mean I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't say that I felt like this is it. I'm sorry. I have been drinking like sweet tea so. Okay. I wouldn't have say that I ever felt like okay, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. So I know that that wasn't now looking back. Now I know that that wasn't my calling. But when I learned about intercession, and I learned the reason that things were, that those things were happening. And, and now I've learned more about it. Every year, if our church offers it, I will take a class on intercession because I don't care how long I've been praying, I can always learn. And so far, every teacher we've had has brought something different that's been beneficial. So I'm like always wanting to learn about it. But I feel the fulfillment, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing if you're seeking your calling also you have to be secure in your identity i'm going to say it again sonship you're his son you need to know that it's not about you whatever you're doing however you're bringing god's message however you're impacting the world it's not about you remember you were created by god for him it's for his glory for his purpose And when you get to that place, you're going to feel like the breakthrough and you're going to see the difference. I would also uh, pray and ask Holy Spirit to reveal that gift. If maybe you don't see it, pray and ask Holy Spirit and say, okay, Holy Spirit, lead me. And he doesn't mind because the Bible says that he teaches us all things. And he's, he's the one who's gifting us anyway. Another thing you can do to find your calling is serve. Serve others. Serve, like as long as you're not burning yourself out, serve, and you're going to find where your passion is. Like I said, I didn't lead, uh, I was like in my early 20s. I didn't lead prayer when they had prayer groups, but I was passionate about prayer. And I, I wanted to be where the people were praying because I recognized like the power and the presence of God when we all came together in this corporate setting you know and and I didn't really serve there but I participated there not knowing that but I served in other different areas and I was able to okay you know worship leader again I recognized that wasn't my calling now looking back and as far as teaching children I recognized that wasn't my calling and so sometimes even serving I didn't serve to to find where I wanted to fit in. I served because I just like serving people. I like helping. If I can help, I want to help. But it helped me really find where I I fit in and where I wanted to be. Um, You can seek counsel from somebody seek counsel from someone you trust. I had uh, my former pastors at that time and I would ask questions and be like, okay, well, what do you think about this? And I valued their input in my life because, you know, they'd been in ministry so long that they had insight that I needed and i even allowed correction. And I'm thankful for that because it, yeah, it hurt, but you know, it led me to where I'm supposed to be. Okay, maybe you can like make a list and write down your talents. What am I naturally good at? And then identify giftings like, okay, like what am I gifted at? Ask people, ask people you love, ask your family, people who else is close to you, right? Ask them and... And you'll be surprised. it might be something different than, than what you're expecting. Another thing you can do, and this is it's free resources online, take a spiritual gifting test. Maybe you're completely new and you don't know where to start. Um, there's a spiritual gift test online and they're free. And it's based off of uh, the seven motivational gifts from Romans 12. And the seven gifts are prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, ruling, and mercy. And it'll tell you, I, I had never taken one of those before, never. But when I took one at our church um, several years back, my highest scoring w- was tied actually with teaching and prophecy. And the second one was, uh, what is it? Oh, exhortation, like encouraging. And that's true to... Um, like who I am. I wasn't surprised, like when I saw a prophecy because intercession tends to be prophetic sometimes. An exhortation because I am an encourager at heart. I want people. To learn at their level, but I want them to grow just like I was encouraged to grow, and so I wasn't surprised by that, and it, it was helpful for me. I like to learn about myself. I, it helps me under, like it helped me to understand myself better, and so uh, maybe that would be something that's helpful for you. Get try try a test online and see, and, and just be perfectly honest with yourself. So that's just what I wanted to share. Whenever you find what you're called to do, you're going to feel fulfilled. There's a preacher that I, I listened to. His name's Jojo Dawson. And he said something. Oh man, did it like move me years ago? And he said, the saddest people in the kingdom are the ones who like they don't know what they're called to do or they know what they're called to do but they won't do it. And he was like, they're the most frustrated, the most saddest people. And I was like, Ooh, and I like, I felt that because for a time in my life, I felt that void, like, God, what, what am I supposed to do with my life? And then when I was found out, when I found out what I was call- like, what I knew that God was calling me to do, I had to like cast down thoughts of like intimidation and well, you know, no one's going to listen to you and no one's going to really believe what you have to say. And I had to like, cast those down because that's not of god god doesn't want us to walk in intimidation he wants us to be confident because he's the one who's called us and god doesn't make mistakes so that's you know you need to know that god does not make mistakes your life has a purpose you've been gifted by god and everything that you do is intended to bring god's glory your highest purpose in life is that no matter where he has you uh, you know, it could be like, I'm not even going to get into this. It's too vast. But if you know about like the seven, seven spheres of influence, what is it like education, religion, government, arts, media, entertainment, what, Oh, and family. Yeah. So those are the seven. Now we fall easily in, in any one of those seven and, um, you know, some are called to lead. Let's say someone you have a gift, like with media, even in doing that, your life has a purpose where you can bring glory to God in that area. If someone has a, like they're musically inclined, that's like the entertainment sphere. You have influence. You can influence through that. You can bring people to Jesus through that. It doesn't matter, you know you know, where you fit. Some people are like, okay, well, I don't see that. Maybe I don't find that in the church, but you know, some of us are even going to be called like outside the church. So I just felt like that was important to share. You know, I, I called this podcast, if you haven't figured it out already, almost all of my podcasts are titles of songs. And this one's called learning to fly, because once you find out what you've been called to do, It's like a learning process. There's going to be mistakes. There's going to be bumps in the road. But when you truly know what you were called to do, it's like soaring. Like, man, you fly. You just take off and you do it, you know? So, anyways, I hope this podcast encouraged you. And I just pray if you're hearing this and maybe you're like, okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I just pray right now that. God would touch you I pray that that you would listen to Holy Spirit and as he just leads you that you find your God-given purpose and what you're called to do and you fly with it anyway so that was my podcast this is Gloria with something to share I hope you enjoyed it and I'll talk to you next time